0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Handmaid's Tales, Season 1, Episode 5. It's called Faithful. Full spoilers for the episode, as always. So right away we started in a very interesting place, I thought, with this one. Because we started mm. with another Scrabble game. We see they're kind of a bit more comfortable together Yeah, I
1: mean, the dialogue says it's happened, it's the 30 something game, I believe. I think it was even so, that, I
0: think it was like the 48th or some something.
1: something oh, maybe, so like But either way, yeah. it's just, a bit of time has passed, this has but been a regular curve. The fact
0: that she's drinking booze in the scene for a start, and she's smiling, it was yeah. saying all kinds of things, and, it, and she was talking in the narration about how he, he, he likes when she flirts, and it's like, oh right, this has been going on, this is about time has passed, this, this is setting things up. Uh, I actually have to applaud them for how almost every single plot ties into the name of the episode. Everything is about being faithful and unfaithful. It's it's kind of glorious. Just how uh, just yeah. how how tight it is in that sense. All, all the episodes have been quite tight. They've all had a focus, but uh, this one just stuck out because every single plotline, you could relate to that that word. But uh, yeah, you're right. And he, he he whips out a magazine, an old like beauty magazine or whatever, uh, and there's like, "Hey, what you want read it?" And she's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's you know, in the race, she's like, oh, I used to get this at the airport, or when I was waiting for my hair to be done, or something like that. Yeah. And she talks about what it's like to see like the models now when she's not seen a woman look like that
1: in however long. It's yeah, been. and she she mentions to him that she thought they were all destroyed, and he says, uh not all of us hate the the old things. So like yeah, which which I think sets you up to think,
0: oh, maybe he's a bit more. Maybe he's not as an advent believer of what's going on. Yeah,
1: he's a little bit more progressive, perhaps.
0: He kind of shatters that a little bit later on when, uh, you know, she comes into the room and they have kind of a dispute and she almost goes one bit too far. I was kind of waiting for it when she said something that he would not approve of. Yeah, it was only a
1: matter of time, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, you've crossed the line and he he steps in. Mm. Uh, But he basically sums it up by saying, making the world a better place doesn't mean it's better for everyone. You no, know, it's always worse for someone. Yeah. Uh but he believes in what they're doing and whatnot. Uh so obviously from the commander point of view, and we got more of this like he's getting closer to her. He wants to to the point where we have the scene, the the ceremony in this one, there's a point where he he starts making eye contact and he starts like touching her leg and it's in a more of a erotic yeah. way. He
1: he's he's pretty into it this time.
0: Yeah. And he, he wants and he, and she's like terrified looking up at uh Joy, and seeing if she's noticing that he's doing this, because he's not meant to. Uh, this, this is going to really upset her if she catches this. Yeah, uh, The whole thing. The whole thing. But obviously, the main plot of the episode is that Serena Joy actually kind of mirroring what the, uh, the doctor from the last episode said, is that, you know, he might not be able to impregnate you. He might be sterile. So... We need to try different avenues, and you know, and she even like presents it as, oh, we don't want you to be sent away to the colonies, like. And she's been kind of rough on her. She's been very antagonistic towards, towards mm. uh, offering. So it's kind of like, uh, is this like a, a small sign of humanity kind of creeping through, which doesn't want her to be punished for it, because at, at least deep down she knows it's not her fault. Like she yeah. she's not delusional enough to think that it's her fault if he can't get her pregnant, and uh, she's like yeah uh, we'll try someone else. someone close who we trust Nick
1: yeah you knew, you knew exactly who yeah. it was going to be because there's only one other man that we've seen.
0: yeah, yeah he's already agreed to it so and obviously again it's, just, it's part of the great direction as soon as, as soon as she says the name, like you, you get that close-up of offering right up in the face. It's like the world's just gone. It's just her thoughts mm. and I don't even think she has any narration right at that exact moment, but you, you can feel it like you can you feel like you can hear them anyway. Yeah. You can hear the silence in their thoughts. As strange as that sounds, uh, you're right in her head, and the the and this is weird because she's like, "Oh, we need to do it this afternoon. This is when it's this is when it's a good ch- time to do it." And it's when she's leaning up, you know, Joy's leaning up the stairs into his place above the uh, the garage, and in her way, she's like, "Oh, this is this is weird. This is, you know, this has happened with the commander so many times, but this is the first time I felt like I've been cheating on my husband." Yeah. And it's because and it's because we know there's actually a little bit of an attraction. So yeah, of she does
1: like him to some degree. Like yeah. we, we've seen that since the first episode.
0: Yeah, at the very least, she suspects that he likes her. Uh, yes. In the traditional sense, and she, at the very least, accepts that. And at the very least, kind of, I mean, maybe maybe is not the right word, but in in it's the just, circumstance, current circumstance,
1: yeah, I think she certainly played it up a little bit as well in terms of when she gets ride, she she actually talks to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he he comes in and she's eating like her breakfast or whatever bef- before the the offers made mm. uh, by Joy, and she almost like, gives like a little smirk and like says, "Oh, are you following me?" Because one of, one of those really nice things is she she reads that article in the magazine. It's like oh, ten th- reasons or ten things to notice if the guy likes you, like number one. And she says that with a command. like, so, oh, he gives you small presents, check. Mm-hmm. And then in the next scene, when Nick comes in and he's like, oh, "I'm just into you know use the sink or whatever." and she's like oh reason number two he'll uh, make you know make excuses to accidentally bump into you more often yeah uh, and no nah, so that, that like that, that that was again it was playing up these old old values or or from our point of view present day values in this this world and her thinking that way and looking out for these signs and obviously the actual scene is the most awkward thing in the world because joy insists on still being there Yes. She doesn't hold her like she normally does or anything like that, but she stands there. One of the little uh, directing touches that I really loved is uh, Offerings walking towards the bed. Because she comes in and everyone's sort of standing quietly, and she's like, oh, there's no time for the, the usual prayer, you know, the, the bollocks, the ceremony, the, all of it. Nah, just off with it. Yeah, basically. you can
1: see Joy doesn't actually care about any of that. She just wants the kid.
0: Yeah. And it's almost like, oh, yeah, have sex with some other guy and stop having sex with my husband for a change. Like it, You almost feel like the part of that's also in there. Yeah uh, but whatever but one of the things I love about the direction is she's walking towards the bed. It's this wide shot, right? And it's tracking back as often so it's, she's walking towards the camera essentially. The camera's tracking back and she's going towards the bed. Now, it's not actually that big a room but it feels huge because as the camera's tracking back uh it's you know it's above the garage so you can see like, the the beams for the roof you know it's you know like an attic kind of thing where you see the beams and as the camera's coming back you just keep seeing these beams appear into the frame and it gives this impression of it being much bigger than it actually is it feels like it feels like a long walk it feels like even though it's only like 10 feet it feels like that walk to the bed is this long walk down like death row it, it's kind of this perfect kind of build of tension for it. It's, it's great.
1: Yes It's, yeah. it's pretty great. Like I say it just it feels like so so much bigger than it is and it takes a long time actually this walk Yeah, it does. Like uh, she, she walks really slowly and they like said the camera moves quite slowly as well And the whole thing takes a lot longer than you'd think just for a walk across the room
0: And this is before the ceremony scene with the commander and there's a little moment where it's very awkward, he does it just as quickly as he can, and it's very, again, no emotion or anything. Except, of course, there's, when they're awkward looking into each other's eyes, there's, there's this weird thing of, oh, we actually kind of like each other, but this is really weird and awkward and not, <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's not quite hitting where it's supposed to be. But there's that small moment at the end when he finishes, and she just kind of touches his arm, just a little bit, just
1: yeah yeah and but she's actively looking away for most of it she's like yeah. no don't, don't want to be complicit in this
0: well because she's never been in this room before she's not meant to be in this room so she starts look, looking out around the uh like the, the cabinets and the tables and see him she sees his gun she sees these other things and so yeah. on and obviously the flashbacks which oh man it i don't want to compare this to arrow it's so not fair but the flashbacks in this are so relevant and are so important to what's going on it is insane because uh, like, this, this one it's the story of how she met her husband and how that was a courtship and at first I was thinking because the reveal is kind of later on it's not until the later scene where you actually see them on a date where you realise that he was married at the time
1: okay I, I got it sort of early I mean because he's buying two hot dogs they talk about and being you know with someone there
0: I, they, I never really yeah. uh, uh, noticed it but regardless I, I just took it as a, it tied into the courtship because it was kind of like what the commander was doing in terms yeah. of courting her in this weird way and this was how it used to be uh but then, then you, as it goes on it becomes more clear that he has been unfaithful to a wife he, like, he's just they're just uh, as they say they're just out for lunch but they know they both feel something so they're kind of they're, they're,
1: yeah. uh, they're at it but it, it's the same way obviously that when she's having sex with nick it's like she says oh, i felt like she was cheating on him and it does mirror it quite nicely because it's even though she has to do this and she's technically not doing anything wrong she still feels it and it's the same way that when they're having their lunch it's like okay they're not really doing anything wrong but they both know
0: yeah they, they both know they're up to no good and then they, they keep they're talking hypotheticals and you know it's credit to them they have good chemistry you kind of tell you can kind of tell they're falling for each other uh, and obviously the contrast of the sex scene and the flashback where they they have sex for the first time versus every other sex scene we've seen in this show up until this point, including the ones, that, you know, the two earlier ones in this episode. It's just like night and day. It's like no, th- this is sex. Because even to the point where she says to him, "Oh, I like to be on top. I want. If this is just one time, I want to be on top." Uh, and of course, I'm thinking, just you know, fifty-fifty, flip halfway. <laughs> like, you know, trust trust until last more than a couple of minutes. <laughs> it was basically my my thinking on the, the situation, but so the. But, you know, that idea that she's allowed to be on top, like, she doesn't get to be on top in this new world. No one in Gilly's yeah. letting the women be on top.
1: Yeah, no chance.
0: There's no cowgirl going on. <laughs> you know, it's just not a thing. Uh, because that, that makes them seem like they're the powerful ones. Exactly. Kind of thing. Uh, which is stupid, but that, that's the implication. That's what they're, that's how they're reading into it. So, uh, so it again, everything parallels so, so well uh and of course the other the other big thing about again being faithful maybe not in terms of a a a romantic way or a a sexual way but she has this imagination uh like sort of these fantasies throughout where she she's talking to joy when she's getting the offer early on the episode and she's like you know i could just grab those garden shears and just shove them into her neck
1: yeah but but ultimately she's faithful to the family essentially
0: yeah, yeah, to bring it back into the idea of faithfulness, but that, that's another running thing throughout, is she has this idea, and later on when she comes back, and we'll talk about the scene at the market uh, just in a second, but when she comes back and speaks to Joy, and Joy asks her about what she saw, and you can see her glancing over at the, the little pruning shears, and she's like, mm-hmm. and it's like, she didn't see anything this time, but she's just looking at them, the camera just lingers on them just long enough. So you notice them, and you're like, she's thinking about stabbing her. <laughs> because yeah. of course, when you saw at the market, uh, the original off Glenn, who's now off Stephen,
1: I'm going to call it Emily, to make life it, simple. It, it really made me realise actually what the naming system is. I hadn't clocked before. Oh yeah, it's
0: like it's the last part of the uh, the, the commander's name. Like their yeah, last no, name. yeah,
1: it's of something, so it's literally their belonging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They belong, they are the belonging of Stephen in this case. I never noticed it, because obviously she's off red, so because it's the double F, it doesn't. you don't look at it the same way. Mm. And then I never noticed with Glenn for some reason. But now I've seen it with Off-Steven. It was so blatant. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, okay. Uh,
0: no, I kind of got that. It was based on the, the name of the person. Because otherwise, why would it still... You know, when Off-Glenn 2.0 showed up, why is it still Off-Glenn? Like, why not just give her a new... Name it was. I think it was uh, to me that was based on the name of the. Yeah. See,
1: at that family. point, I just thought it was a symbolic thing, like, oh no, she's just replacing her, and so I mm. thought they'd done it for that reason. I didn't realize it was literal that his name. So we'll call we'll call her Emily, just because. Let's not keep track yes. of all these
0: off of names. um uh, And she's back at the market, and uh, offward goes up, talks to her, and she finds out about something called Mayday. The resistance is called Mayday. I thought she was talking about a day, like it was building up to a day in May or something like that at first. Uh, but no, it's, it's just the. I just,
1: I, I, when she said May Day, you think of you know planes going down. Oh
0: no, no, I thought, I thought of that as well. But it, it was, it was the way she never looked specified, like if it was the name of something. Right. Okay. I, I, I thought it was going to be one of those things where you think it's one thing, but it turns out to just be a descriptor. Like it's building up to May the first, like something big is going to happen on May the first. Well, oh, fair enough. I, I don't know. Uh, but it turns out to just the name of the resistance, uh, and. Uh, Emily's basically like I can't be like someone who's involved with Emily. I'm too too suspicious now. The, the eyes are on me because of everything that's happened. And what I thought was interesting is her her uh, her her joy uh, whatever the name would be uh, seems to be kind to her. Uh, a lot kinder than we see joy being to to offered because she she basically says, "Oh, we could probably skip the the ceremony tonight. I, you know, I'm not feeling very well." And hmm. it's like, you know, we can't, we can, you can't be unwell every month. And it's like, I know. It's it's like they actually have a good relationship, almost. M- maybe kind of still awkward, maybe still cold, but certainly she was trying to like make her feel better and
1: yeah, she was through. she was actively trying to do something nice for her and protecting her, so to speak. Yeah. it's very different to what we've seen with with Alfred and Joy.
0: Which is interesting because they knew off Glen, uh kicks up a lot of fuss because she's like oh don't pull that shit again where you went off and talked to your old friend like this is she actually talks about how this world's better for her because she was a junkie and she, she was prostituting herself to make money for drugs and now she's clean now she has a safe place to sleep she has a family who's nice to her like she actually kind of likes this control and I, I think that's maybe a commentary of course on how a, this type of system does benefit some people
1: yeah that's kind of the point when the commander says yeah, yeah. some people are worse off but others are better she obviously, while while we look at it from the outside, and in the same way, Alfred looks at her and goes, "No, this is this is worse. We are subjugated to this." She personally feels that she's better because
0: she she's almost she couldn't control herself, so the system keeps control over her now. Yeah, essentially, and that that kind of gets her through. So she she looks at it as a, almost a positive. She's happy. At the very least, she's happy enough that she doesn't want to risk it. Doesn't want to yeah, risk being carted it, off it, and all that.
1: It's the idea that it highlights the curse of freedom and free will—that yeah. you know you can make mistakes and end up in an awful place. Whereas here, she she physically can't. She just is, and she exists, and she feels safer because of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. But obviously, at the market, the second time we see—well, it's the second time we see her in public with Dillas. Of off, off going give us a bit more information, maybe, and whatever. And she keeps noticing the cars. Uh, like dropping off the uh, you know the, the various waves and things, and she makes a beeline for a car and she jumps in the car and she starts drive driving. And I thought it was going to be a thing where she just got out at the, at the end. She was going to like, drive cause a bit of a, a ruckus, and then get out. Just to, just just so she had, she made a choice to do something wild that mm. she wanted to do. She wanted to take something into her own hands and have a moment of a fantasy. And because like because these women have clearly not been allowed to drive since all this went down. This would be like a big thing that she got to control a car just for just for a minute, right but then it escalated and she 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 ran back into one of the soldiers and then and the most gloriously brutal scene ever uh rolled back over him and completely splatted his head. It was
1: beautiful, yeah, I mean I questioned a little bit if if she was going fast enough to have quite that effect, but I don't care because it looked great. It looked great. Obviously, the fan
0: in horror movies and me's coming out here because I'm like, "Yeah, the head exploded." Yeah, yeah,
1: it did look good. It was but I was like, you, "You were, you were four feet away at a dead stop, and you know, come on, you gotta get some speed going. That car can not go that quick."
0: Yeah, and it was. Well, a couple of things I really liked about it is just from a uh, uh, Offred's point of view is that she was kind of smiling through it because she knew she was going to get in trouble. Like, she knew Emily was going to get shit for this, right? Yeah, but she was kind of smelling through it because it was like this just flight of freedom it was showing joy- it, it kind of reminded me to compared to a movie uh which i, I doubt you've seen but a uh, cool hand look you've heard
1: of it probably i've heard of it yeah, uh, so it.
0: it's about a guy who goes to prison and the whole movie is basically about the guards trying to break his spirit and this is essentially her kind of in that role where it's like it doesn't matter what they do they are not breaking my spirit like because I, I think it uh, offered at even one point in our narration even says yeah they, they took they took her away from herself, but there's still some of it in there. Like t- t- taking like her sexual pleasure away does not take her character away. She's still yeah. her.
1: Yeah, pleasant. I think it was the end of the, the last episode where they all came out, and you know it was it was yeah. hopeful. And it's that idea that she she was taking one for the team. She was doing something she knew she'd get in trouble, but it inspired all of them in yeah. in a way that, that they all see this. It was very public, and they all say, "No, no, we can have power if we you know make a dash for it," sort of thing.
0: Yeah, and, and cause she knows she can't be covert anymore, because like she says, there's too many eyes on her. So it it gives them this one kind of moment of hope. Uh, of course, all the smiles kind of fade when she actually splats the guy's head. It's like, oh, that was kind of brutal. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. Of course, Jeanine's I mean, at, at least like they're all maniac.
1: wearing red, so you know the blood's going to show on that too much.
0: This is true. This is true. Uh, so no, uh all all this riveting stuff. The uh, obviously, she mentioned after the the the, the flashback sex. She's just, you know, uh, I should say, June, uh, and than offered says, I want you to leave your wife. Because this is real. This isn't just a fling. We kind of feel things here. And then I like that he immediately just went, yeah, okay. (laughs) As if it was nothing. Yeah. Uh, But they, they kind of have this thing where we see how well they communicate up until this point. Where they clearly are saying things without saying it. That they are clearly connecting and because we've seen what they're like in the future we know that they're good together that he basically dies trying to help his family and so on like early at least he appears to die i don't think we actually saw him go down we, we heard shots and
1: yeah no because they left him and we stayed with her and the kid
0: yeah so they could reveal i wouldn't be surprised if we get a reveal at some point that he's
1: yeah yeah i get that but my my problem is what purpose do they have to keep him alive unless oh, he oh, has some sure. yeah, valuable skill we don't know about.
0: Sure, for a logic reason, uh, I'm I'm just yeah. saying for for a, for a plot twist reason, I and for a drama to shock her to shock offering into like a we oh shit, it's my husband. I can see why he would show up again.
1: I can as well. I just hope that if they do do that, they tell me why he was left alive in the first place because they've shown that they're you know they're very brutal and efficient and you know they they only mm-hmm. keep the Hamais alive when they're doing this stuff because they're valuable. So what value did he have?
0: Like you say, maybe he has a skill. Maybe he happens to yeah. be, I don't know, someone who can build warheads
1: or something, I don't know. Yeah, we, I don't think we knew anything about his job, right?
0: Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't remember what his job is. Maybe it's, maybe it's been mentioned or not. Uh, but, no, nah, so... Uh, even when they first meet, though, the whole scene revolves around like Moira, like, forcing him to help pick 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 a tinder photo uh, the idea of tinder the idea of choice like being able to swipe left or right is just like something yeah. they don't have anymore it's just these simple little things that keep reinforcing the core themes the core ideas without it being the exact same thing that we've already yeah. seen
1: and also more confirming what sort of time period we we're in when this all went wrong because tinder was a thing
0: yeah it basically means that things started to go down present day or just after present day like maybe yeah
1: like very near future from now yeah sort of thing
0: very near future kind of thing yeah uh so that's good. obviously the one thing we've we've not got to so so she goes in offering goes in and confronts the commander we talked about him kind of giving his speech about uh you know it benefits
1: some but not everyone uh he believes in the cause i thought it was very interesting he kept saying we did this it wasn't someone else has done this and he's taking con- benefit he kept referring to we changed things we made things better
0: yeah, I think he's involved. I think the other part is though he he specifically talks about uh, off Glen slash Emily and about making the choice. Like he was involved in the decision making about her, and he says oh we're not without mercy because they they let her live, and I th- I think that made, that's clearly pointing to his role in this this society that is he's important. He's not just like one of the you know lord down you know pencil pushers. He's actually someone who's involved in making these decisions. Yeah, he's got some weight, at least at the local level. Yeah, at least, yeah, and the local government, will call it. Mm. Uh, so that that was interesting. But, of course, this kind of... Obviously, this affects her. She comes out of the room, she feels hopeless. Because I think the start of the episode, it feels like she's in a bit more control with him. Like, she can come in here, she can drink, she can read, she can... Uh, debate things with him, she can crack jokes, she can do all these things. She,
1: she feels comfortable.
0: Yeah, but at the end of this scene, it's the complete opposite. It's completely flipped her. She feels like she's... It's, it was all a fallacy, it was all a lie, it was all him just trying to build a connection that really wasn't there. And she's like, you know, she's crying, she's against the wall, and that's when she remembers what, what Emily did and that she took this moment. Now, she's not necessarily going to do something that will completely, immediately just jeopardise her standing and get her into trouble, but she's going to take a risk. She's going to do something for her. Something mm. something where she can take control and do it. And she goes over back to the next place, comes in and basically just strips him down and halves at it uh, yes. in the final scene. And again, mirroring the other sex scenes in the episode, because there's four in total. There's one in the flashback and then there's three present-day sex scenes. Two of them with Nick. Yes. This one is more like the flashback one. This feels like a real sex scene. It's essential... They're, they're passionate, they're into it, they're letting their feelings show, uh, and they care about it. And even, even the lighting. Like, the, the first scene with the, the two of them, it's this harsh beams of daylight coming in through the window.
1: Yeah, whereas here it's much it's much softer, it's night with, uh, you know, gentle lights. Yeah, it's romantic, it's warmer. Yeah. yeah. And, and obviously she goes on top, which I, I was surprised took as long as it did in the scene, frankly. I thought she was just going to go straight on top. I get it. I like it, though, because it's, it's like a transition of power. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. It, it works, but I, I was surprised because it was almost like uh, she was aware she had it, but still waited.
0: And also, She didn't realise straight away. It's also worth pointing out here
1: that she strips down as well. And that's very
0: important because, of course, even the commander who's having sex with her on a, however, you know, weekly, monthly basis. Monthly, I think, yeah. Probably monthly with her cycle, I, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, like, is there any harm in trying it? <laughs> like, uh, e- extra times. Um... But he, uh, in any case, she she like starts stripping down. She takes off her hat and she lets her hair down, which we've not seen outside of the flashbacks. Obviously, she lets her hair go down. You know, she's mm. she almost she's you know flaps it around like a model almost as she lets it down and she takes her clothes off and she even gets topless, which. i I think it's relevant i I think it's important that this is the first scene even though there's been so many sex scenes in this episode alone four sex scenes but the first time we actually see her is that it's kind of like the first episode comparing it to when she said to emily oh it's nice to finally meet you Mm. it's kind of like that where this is the first time she actually is sexually actually being sexual she's actually this is the first time i've seen consensual sex
1: yeah, I think my my only problem in in respect is that it made it a little bit weird that she wasn't like that with her husband in the scene we'd had earlier. Like, uh, I feel like it, it would have paralleled even nicer if she'd been, you know, more overly undressed there as well.
0: Yeah, I think I think for me that that kind of work I can kind of explain that a, a little bit. And the, the flashbacks tend to be snippets and they tend to be a bit more abstract. Like, you know, they'll. You know, mm. they, yeah, even just in general, with the camera cuts like the, the camera work is different. The camera work isn't as uh, you know long takes. It's not as uh, these subtle artistic things. It tends to be a lot more closer up, kind of almost document documentary esque kind of a yeah. feel to it. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're right.
0: And I think uh, the the way it's sped through because this next scene just kind of starts and you don't see the actual scene. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this one, I think, went on longer and it showed you everything because it was. And I think in contrast, and actually, here's here's why it works, right? The flashback scene, we see them fall in love, and we see the connection through dialogue, through how they connect with each other, through the mm. courtship, through all of that. In this modern world, they don't get to do that. It's yes. basically all pent up. It's basically bottled up feelings and rage and sexual frustration. It's all bottled. They don't really get to express themselves, and they still shouldn't be, but they take this chance, she takes this chance, and does it in this scene. Yeah.
1: Uh.
0: So... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, mean,
1: I, I can't argue with any of that. I just think yeah. for me, the parallel would have worked nicer if we'd seen okay. it, you know, be a more direct parallel than than we had with her husband, because he is kind of, the, the the commander isn't replacing her husband, but he almost is to her at this point.
0: Yeah, which is why again, I think the husband popping up at some and having the fallout of this yeah, could be yeah. interesting. Uh, I mean, if Ethan, I would expect he got away before being killed in his part of Mayday. That would be the the, the obvious guess.
1: Yeah, but I think that'd be almost boring. I think it's more interesting if he ended up captured and you know, they put him through a, a, a torture cancer thing and turned him. It, and now dep- he's one of them.
0: It depends what they want to do. I feel I feel like either him or Moira are going to be the cliffhanger at the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. One one of them's actually alive, they're they're in the system or they're in the resistance, and that'll be the the, the, the thing. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but no, uh, so obviously that's the final scene, very powerful. We should mention, of course, there was that scene in the middle uh, where she flat out asks Nick if he's the I, because she's concerned. Because she actually mm. asks uh, Emily again, like, you know, you said there was an eye, is it him? Do we know if it's him? Uh, is he going to report things? And he actually flat out just says yes.
1: Which makes me question if he actually is, or if he's just
0: saying <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, honestly, I'm not entirely sure if he is. I feel like he might have just be be saying that to... Because the way he says right after, he's like, oh, so go back upstairs now before I report it. It just kind of felt like he was throwing his weight around and not actually...
1: That that was what I got as well. It's like, yeah, he could be. And this could be just genuine and him, you know, using his position and saying that. Yeah. Or it could be get him going, I can do something with this. And it will it might seem more important than I am. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think that works. Uh, but... Uh, but... So, obviously, he, so even with her thinking he is the eye, she's taking an even bigger risk. But she, if he is the eye, she's banking on him having these feelings and she can connect on a human level and it'll stop him from doing his normal you know, reporting yeah. duty. Uh, but no. So, once again, this show continues to give us a lot
1: to chew over. It's, and, uh, you, you, know, you were just speculating then about her husband being part mm. of Mayday. Uh, she mentions that he once told her what Mayday meant. You know where 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 the term came from, yeah. And I'm wondering, maybe he's like the leader. Maybe he named it. <laughs> yeah. That I mean,
0: I'd almost feel a little bit too coincidental if he's the leader of this resistance. Yeah, yeah.
1: But just just because they mentioned that, you know, he he has knowledge of where this phrase has come from. It's not just something random to him. Because we know mm. this now would make it set up nicely. Yeah,
0: that's, that's at least maybe a thematic touch that links it to him. Maybe being in Mayday yeah i could see it so i, w- I hope we see more on emilyson i was really glad to have her back and i'm really curious to see what her n- new story is like are they <laughs> going to go clockwork corn style and like cover like brain yeah washed?
1: yeah because you still think right so they still can't kill her because she's too valuable yeah but i'm wondering is there a point where she, even even her value isn't worth this and they do it anyway Like is, is, is there a limit have they do they even know that yet because mm. how many people? Are, how many people are trying this? How many people are take, stealing cars and running over soldiers? <laughs> yeah, you have true. to assume not that many.
0: Yeah, no, I imagine so. Uh, but no, uh, another great episode. Uh, again, a lot of good character beats. A lot of little things in there. Uh, actually, one small one we didn't mention actually is uh, when Offred actually uh, talks back to Joy and kind of gets away with it. Mm. it's when she's going back out of the room after uh, the thing with Nick and it's like literally right after she just walked back in the house and she like enjoys like oh, how do you feel and she just she gives like she's like oh I'm not in the mood for this and she just, she just lets it with you don't you don't feel pregnant 30 seconds after the guy comes and it's like this you know catty comeback it's like oh shut up you stupid cow it was basically the, the and there's a moment and she storms up to you like, oh my god what's she going to do to her and she tries to apologise and she just starts uh reciting, like, a, a prayer about uh, pregnancy and uh, knowing, yeah. and the women, all the rest of it. Uh, but you, you really think that, oh... Because we've seen her get pissed before.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it was a, a passage from the Bible, like a lot of the other stuff they've... You know, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is, yeah. And it, 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 it's the idea of, you know, you're, you're supposed to know. And it, it was then, kind of like, I don't care what you say. You, know, you will know, and you're going to tell me when you know.
0: And, of course, she... She 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 she's done this before. She's had a kid before. She she knows she doesn't feel it right away. She knows when to expect to start feeling things. Yeah. Uh, and she does go up and throw up. Uh, but I I don't think that's to do with being pregnant. I think because it's a it's too quick. And B I think it's more about just feeling sick about everything that's going on. I think I think yeah,
1: because that happens right after the she leaves the commanders. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just just trying to place it in my mind. I'm pretty sure that's right after all that happens before she goes down to Nick. Mm. So
0: <laughs> that which means she's kissing Nick and she's got puke breath. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I don't get any in this new, you know, you know, dystopian world. I'll, I'll, I'll just have to take it. Yeah. Tastes yeah, like chicken.
1: Much. Everything tastes like chicken if you try hard enough.
0: <laughs> uh no, really good. Obviously, we're we're hitting like thirty minutes of conversation every single episode for good reason. It's it, it's filled with good character motivations, direction to talk about. Uh, and stuff like that, so uh, that is Hanami's Tale Episode 5, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. You can help us out of course by uh, liking and subscribing and all that kind of stuff. You can also help us out if you want to go one step further by heading over to patreon.com slash mailedfuzzTV and there's some cool bonuses there if you want to help out, uh, but if not, no worries, uh, all the other stuff does help too. Uh, get us on Twitter at mailed underscore for channel updates, individual twitters are on the screen, but that's us guys. So thank you once again for watching, have you got any vanilla?